Hey, it's Michael, the MBS of Two Pages with MBS, which is the podcast, as you know, where brilliant people read the best two pages from a favorite book, a book that has moved them, a book that has shaped them. And welcome to 2024. Happy New Year. I hope 2024 year is the perfect blend of grace and adventure and comfort and restlessness. I want all of that for you, plus some great reading as well. I hope you've got some books on your bedstand or wherever you keep your books that you're really looking forward to plunging into. I know the pile of books by my bedstand is precarious. <laughs> it's dangerous now. Um, I'm kicking off the year uh, talking to you directly because we are going to make some changes to two pages with MBS. Um, the biggest one is we're going to move to an episode every two weeks. Um, I've got plans for uh, a whole new podcast series um, launching in the second half of the year. And that plus I've got some cool travel experiences coming up in the year means that it's just harder to create um, a schedule where I can produce um, you know, approximately an episode a week, which is what we've been doing for the last two or three years. So we're moving to um, one episode every two weeks, um, but we're going to introduce some other benefits and bonuses. We're going to actually introduce a, a new YouTube channel, um, uh, a dedicated newsletter so that you can get an update on the transcript and the podcast and all the details. So all of this to say, I hope you all uh, keep with us, stand by for a month or so. Um, the first episode off the rack is with Austin Cleon. And it is such a good episode. Man, <laughs> Austin is a talker in the very best possible way. He's the author of Steal Like an Artist, one of the really informative, definitive books in, on my top shelf, one that I think about all the time when I'm trying to create and write my own books. Um, so it's going to be a, a, a roaringly brilliant conversation to kick off this, uh, this new schedule, this new pattern. But I didn't want to depart without giving you at least um, uh, a couple of pages to reflect on. So I'm going to read a couple of pages of my own. Um, this is from Seth Godin, who you may have heard me mention before. He's definitely a writer and a thinker that I admire and I look to. And it's his book called um, Purple Cow, Transform Your Business by Being Remarkable. And this was published in 2002, so it's 22 years old. And um, indeed, it's a little bit dated with some of the examples, but the principle is the same. And he sets up the principle in the very first pages of the book. He says, look, when he and his family were driving through France, um, you know, it was amazing. They're looking out the window, this bucolic countryside. But after a while, they're like, yeah, cows, I've seen, I've seen a cow and now I'm a bit bored because, um, you know, the, the hundredth cow is the same as the, the second, third and fourth cow. But a purple cow, a purple cow would really stand out. It would be remarkable. That would be worth noticing. So the whole thrust of his book is how do you be remarkable? And I'm reading it in part because, you know, that's the question I ask myself regularly, which is like, how do I do something that's different and interesting and important and remarkable? Um, if you know my book, How to Begin, it's like, how do I do something that's thrilling and important and daunting? All of that's entangled. So I'm going to read a couple of pages from Seth's book, Purple Cow. Uh, this is from about the middle of the book, and uh, it's called The Benefits of Being the Cow. 
So, it's an interesting paradox. As the world gets more turbulent, more and more people seek safety. They want to eliminate as much risk as they can from their businesses and their careers. And I'm going to say in brackets, and their lives. Just a little ad from me. And most of the people mistakenly believe that the way to do that is to play it safe, to hide. So fewer and fewer people work to create a new purple cow. At the same time, the marketplace is getting faster and more fluid. Yes, we're too busy to pay attention, but a portion of the population is more restless than ever. Some people are happy to switch their long distance service, their airline, their accounting firm, whatever it takes to get an edge. If the bank teller annoys you, well, there's another bank right down the street. So while fewer people attempt to become the cow, capital C, the rewards for being remarkable continue to increase. At work is the ability of a small portion of eager experimenters to influence the rest of us. As the ability to be remarkable continues to demonstrate its awesome value in the marketplace, the rewards that follow the purple cow, capital P, capital C, increase. Whether you develop a new insurance policy, record a hit record, or write a best-selling groundbreaking book, the money, prestige, power, and satisfaction that follow are extraordinary. In exchange for taking the risk, the risk of failure or ridicule or unfulfilled dreams, the creator of the purple cow gets a huge upside when she gets it right. Even better, these benefits have a half-life. You don't have to be remarkable all the time to enjoy the upside. Starbucks was remarkable a few years ago. Now they're boring. But that first burst of innovation and insight has allowed them to grow to thousands of stores around the world. Starbucks is unlikely to keep up their blistering growth rate unless they find another cow. But the benefits that came to them were huge. Compare this growth in assets to Maxwell House. Ten years ago, all the brand value and coffee resided with them, not with Starbucks. But Maxwell House played it safe, they thought, and now they remain stuck with not much more than they had a decade ago. In just about every industry and just about every career, the creator of the purple cow receives huge benefits. Star football players get long-term contracts. The authors of a fluke bestseller like The Nanny Diaries manage to sign a million-dollar deal for the sequel, even though the new book can't possibly be as successful. A hot agency easily signs up new clients on the basis of their success with their old clients. Same reason. Once you manage to create something truly remarkable, the challenge is to do two things simultaneously: milk the cow for everything it's worth. Figure out how to extend it and profit from it for as long as possible, and create an environment where you are likely to invent a new purple cow in time to replace the first one when its benefits inevitably trail off. Of course, these are contradictory goals. The creator of a purple cow enjoys the profits, the accolades, and the feeling of omniscience that comes with a success. None of these outcomes accompany a failed attempt at a new cow. Thus, the tempting thing to do is coast, take profits, fail to reinvest, take no chances because those chances seem to be the opportunity to blow the very benefits you worked so hard to earn. Palm, Yahoo, AOL, Marriott, Marvel Comics—the list goes on and on. Though it's interesting which of those companies have changed and survived and flourished, and which haven't. Each company had a breakthrough, built an empire around it, and then failed to take another risk. 
used to be easy to coast for a long time after a few remarkable successes. Disney coasted for decades. Milton Berle did too. It's too easy to decide to sit out the next round, rationalizing that you're spending the time and the energy to build on what you've got instead of investing in the future. So I'm not sure if that struck a chord with you. It strikes a chord with me. Um, the quest to be different and be remarkable, the quest to stay relevant and of service to people. And, you know, just for me, I'm constantly doing this dance between how do I keep investing in the coaching habit, which is my big purple cow, the big breakthrough for me, but how do I keep creating new and different and interesting things that may not succeed, such as the Two Pages with MBS podcast, which has been successful on all sorts of ways, but it hasn't been a, a breakthrough podcast success. Um, you know, the people who listen to this, I mean, they're extraordinary, they're elite, they're brilliant, they're beautiful, but it's not a large crowd of us. You know, we are, we are special like that. Anyway, that's it for me. Um, thank you for being listeners. Thank you for the support you give us here. Um, and we'll look forward to coming back to you in February with the tweet updated some special bits and pieces that we're still working on two pages with MBS.